Good morning, everyone. So before we go to the Dharma talk this morning, uh, again, asking for your help to support this community, support this center of sanity. Not that there anyone here is already particularly sane, but they're working on it, as am I. There's also a project down the road for that we're working on for a uh, community center for young people. Um, that may not be important to you and wherever you're at, but it's important to this community here. And it's important for people here to help others. So we intend to do that and not dump our unexamined craziness onto others in order to get rid of that or feel better. A lot of projects going on here. Help us out if you can. If you can't, please come and attend anyway. This morning's Dharma talk is titled, Meet Everything at the Gate. Meet Everything. We talk about Dharma gates, not anything new. I didn't invent that, but there's a, there's a Dharma gate. The idea there is the negativity that is showing up that you've just uh, run into, or maybe you think you've triggered or someone else has triggered, or just anything that's coming at you with sharp, uh, rough, crude, smelly, um, hitting, hitting your sensorium with all kinds of chaos or difficulty, or even the slight, slight little pieces of it that show up. Those are also very, very tiny gates. As soon as you turn away, ignore. As soon as you explain, examine, blame, passion. As soon as you fight with, push, or anything. And even the tiniest little doorway, mouse hole. Smaller than a mouse hole. The minute you do that, the second you do that, the hour of the day, the year that you do that, it opens everything up. Because the nature of consciousness uh, does not have location, nor does it have a shape or form. You give it the shape and the form with your <laughs> um, warfare, with going against. Don't vote for, don't, for, don't vote against, and don't ignore it. Just observe that so that eventually, someday, perhaps, it's not even someday. It's already the case, but you're covering it up. So it isn't an event. It is not an experience. If, if it is an experience, it's there, you hear it, but now it's gone. All, all experiences are something that happens in consciousness. Relative truth. So, practice, meet it at the gate. Sit down, uh, doing shikantaza, sit down, hold still, and whatever rises in the mind stream is it. That is the gate. You go through the gate, you look at the gate, you study it, you get out your notepad, your calculator. Perhaps you might. It's situational. So there's no, that's why it's so difficult to give a, a complete protocol to anyone. That's why they're in the, the Buddhist tradition for 2,500 years, there's so many different lineages. This is not a mistake. It's not like most people didn't get it, but there's just one line, the one that you're in. They got it. Nobody got it. Nobody gets it. There's nothing to get. That's very necessary. It's not even occurring. It is, an, and it is an illusion, and it's vivid, is it not? So though the difficulty that is arising in your mind stream that is uh, crude or abrupt or razor-like or, um, or use any of the other senses um, has a foul taste, that's it. That is the gate. 
Picking and choosing should be observed. You don't have to end picking and choosing, although the teaching says picking and choosing is the disease of the mind. At first, rather than end anything conceptually or try to cut off some kind of a recipe or protocol, rather than cut it off so you don't experience that, receive it. Just receive it. Because fundamentally, you're not separate from anything. And the, the very statement of you are not, that's even misunderstanding if you take it literally. There's no you. But there's an incredible illusion, delusion that looks like it, and it's intense and it's overwhelming, and it's all over the world. Warfare. Don't enter it, don't leave it, don't ignore it. How do you do that? Because that's kind of some kind of a koan or something, maybe. It has to be done with the awareness, not with the thinking process or the analysis of the logic. But that has to be there also. That actually is consciousness. And with one person, that may be that area of the consciousness that shows up as uh, structures and so on. Logic, analysis, this leads to that, leads to that, this caused this, and then this happened, then that happened, then those three things happened. But this wouldn't, the middle one wouldn't have happened if this, the way that this functioned, didn't have a sharper edge three seconds ago instead of eight, eight seconds ago. What am I saying? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking in such a way to let you know, let you see, help you to see, encourage you to see that your mind is doing the same thing that this mind is doing everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like scrambled eggs before the eggs are hatched. You can't find a location, but you can find the gate, your own personal gate that comes up at three in the morning or comes up in the form of somebody did something to you. And that's the reason that you're having this particular emotion. Therefore, you need to get rid of the emotion by blaming or blaming this way. There's so many directions that you can uh, take that that will give you temporary respite. But that's all that it is. It's just temporary. Just like medications, a lot of medications, maybe not all, cover things up. I took some acetaminophen last night and my headache went away. It works pretty good for me. But it doesn't work for a migraine, from what I hear. So not always so, as Suzuki Roshi once said. Anything that shows up, it's not always that way, it's always or could be slightly different or incredibly different or so much difference that you wouldn't even compare the two. How you meet everything at the gate is to see what shows up, practice on the, on the cushion, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture, Look at the wall. Don't stare at the wall. Just look at the wall. Don't maintain anything. Don't maintain anything. If your posture starts to collapse, return. Straighten back up again. But if the posture starts to collapse along with some pain, get up. Go sit in a different chair. Go take a nap. Be very, very deliberate about your intention in every single situation, including taking a dump. Sorry to use that metaphor, but that's what showed up. Be very intentional about that. You don't necessarily have to be uh, chopping vegetables and, uh, and making sure that you see every time you're witnessing some kind of focus on it. That's actually ignorance. 
what is quite often taught as mindfulness. It's not mindfulness, it's ignorance. Because there is a, a one someone is being created that is mindful of something. I had to practice for decades to see that. No one really told me that. And if, well, they might have told me, but I'm thinking about something else. So it didn't work. This is a very important uh, thing, uh, way in which I'm talking about this. At least it looks that way to me. But I would really appreciate any questions you have around this. Take us, take me, take all of us deeper into this using your own question, your own um, curiosity or uh, um, maybe ability or inability to see in a certain, this uh, dynamic in a certain way. It is just about receiving, simply put. If you don't have questions, I can continue to talk. Is is the gate the story that comes up going? Yes, story. I mean, that's part of it. There's more, but that's the story that what he said yesterday or what but any story about it, any any direction is a uh, is a story is, is a cover up. But it's not a cover up quite as much if you see that it's just see that you're building something. If there's awareness, if awareness is primary, just a way of talking about it. In other words, the awareness uh, is not uh, is like the space in which that occurs rather than what is occurring. So we're slowly kind of, you could say, kind of depersonalizing that, but we're not doing it through aggression. We're not through, doing it through passion or figuring out or calculating or pointing. We're doing it by seeing what is actually there. You're actually returning to your true state while you're still embodied as, a, as an other, as a human being, looking for something or avoiding something or entertained by something. You weren't entertained by that? Go ahead. Are there things that show up in the mind stream that don't, um, that aren't gates? Yeah, they're just neutral. The mind stream is full of all kinds of things coming and going. But if you're if you're suffering, if you're fighting with it, if you're pushing it away, or if you're trying to uh, aggression, or you're trying to push it away through passion or ex explanation or blaming, even if someone actually did something to you, that's why it's so damn difficult. Even if someone did actually cause this and is interacting with you in such a way that when they do this or do that, that this makes things very difficult for you. And you don't know, maybe you're tied into, maybe you're married to the person. Or maybe it's your mom or someone really, really close to you that you culturally you're really tied into, but really don't have a lot of connection with. But yet the cultural uh, causation is still there and needs to be received. So that's why it's so difficult because there is, the cause and effect is, is the cause and effect is actually there. You could take it to court and you wouldn't even need a good attorney. It's so true. But it's relatively true. And you are completely covering up missing the ultimate nature that is staring you right in the face by grasping onto cause and effect. By, well, this, well, she said, well, they, they, well, because we, we go in and 
go through that little play again there supports our what ego self-centeredness there is no self in the skandhas there's no being here there's a body sure it's here i can feel it it's even more vivid and real and that's why it's such a powerful delusion so you have to actually you have to see the totality of it would be a relative way of saying it that's even um, it's even worse than that and it's better than that it's worse because um, it may feel more and more scary or terrifying, or may not. It just may be downright irritating over and over again. So when you have relative proof that something, this caused that, or this person uh, is to blame for how I feel, just easier to just, yes, they're, you know, they, it's their fault, or if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be doing this. But to see that ultimately is to transcend the polarities that are barking and yelling at us all the time, trying to get us, not that there's any actual motivation there, but the structure is set up in such a way that if, if part of the consciousness in a living being comes into a form, then in the Yogacara tradition is called the seventh consciousness, that area that is paranoid. Consciousness is, is never divided up into anything. It separates out into this nerve ending or that nerve ending. Produces nothing. Unless there's an ego form, then it's producing all kinds of junk, cover-ups, side swipes, anything to keep it from being a direct perception of what this is. So you have to actually see through, for lack of a better way of saying it, see through the, the stage play that is so believable. You have to actually see that you're in the front row. You're in a, a theater called your mind. And there's all kinds of characters that are aspects of your own consciousness. Not only the paranoid part, but the part that wants to be kind and good and loving, but wants a credential for it. A little bit different than actual compassion, which is not an emotion. If compassion were an emotion, if it comes into an emotion, it would just... It, it might kill you. It's that powerful. You might not be able to live through it. It's overwhelming in its force. And if there's a if there's an ego there somewhere, that's uh, ego is going to have to uh, um, explode. Thank you, Valley. There's a question from Navid. Navid, dear Sokazan, I don't know if you know or not, but a revolution is going on in Iran. People are protesting on the streets almost every day. Young and old people, even kids, are being beaten to death, killed and thrown in jails, and the internet has been shut down on people most of the time. Yet I don't feel like going in the streets to protest, as I feel that there is a deeper agenda behind all of this, and people are being manipulated. And although I don't want this dictatorship to be here even for one more day, and it's so hard and sad to witness all of this. I believe that there is a more easier way to gain our freedom and basic rights. What angers and worries me the most amongst all of this is the fear of losing my contact with you and the Sangha even more than this. What, uh, am I being selfish to think this way? No, and you can't lose, once, you, once this con uh, contact is established, you can't lose it. It's always been there. You've uncovered it. Here it is. Even if the internet is cut off, the most important thing you can do is train your mind. I'm not saying you shouldn't join a movement if you want to, if you're moved to do that, then perhaps you should. 
but your your uh, intuition, I it sounds like I've been thinking about you every time I see on the news what's happening in Iran, and with all of the protests, I think about you. Uh, so it's good to hear from you. Um, train the mind, because it's a much bigger picture than seventy or eighty years that we might be on the planet. This is just a drop in the proverbial uh, flower pot. Excuse me. It's it's so extensive. We we condition our we because we are locked into this and locked into that and locked into the sense of time and the sense of space. There is no space. There's, it's, there is there's a relative space, but the space that is uh, that is the ultimate understanding is, uh, is is not doesn't have dimensions. Anything that has dimensions spatially is just a box. It's a collection of stuff together. Everything is stuffed together. You don't have to stop doing that, just have to be aware of it. And in your situation, I would say, just keep, just return to the cushion, return to uh, the teacher, the teaching, the community, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, however that, however that shows up for you. I say, if you understand what's being said by this old man, you don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be anything. That would be up to you. I would trust you to decide what to do. But if you understand, if you have a little understanding of what I'm saying, train your mind. Because everything that you think you are as a human being is going down, but who you actually are can't go anywhere because it has never arisen. Therefore, it can't vanish in the, to use conventional terms. And there's no guarantee of anything. However, you understand that is not necessarily how it is. Like I sometimes say, you don't understand. You don't know what you need to understand until you understand it. And it's, uh, it is uh, astonishing. How do I know? I don't know anything. I have no credentials. These are just temporary. <clears throat> so, Navid, <laughs> I hope also that we don't get disconnected. Continue to connect on the, the book studies if uh, the structure allows that to happen. I'll come in on the Dharma talks and continue to ask questions. And I, I think you're the only person in Iran that I know of that has any connection with uh, with this uh, community. I don't know. But you're you're doing the best you can with the causes and conditions that has been like a landslide for centuries, more than centuries, a landslide that you can't you cannot interrupt dependent origination, you can only be aware of it. And when you're aware of it, instead of being observer of it, you are it. you are dependent origination. And when you are dependent origination, then you really realize what choicelessness choicelessness is. It's complete. It's it's gone. It's there isn't anyone left. This is just a voice, not a credential. It's just a voice. I'm actually speaking for for you. If you understand what I'm saying, what what you need to hear. How do I know? I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any information. I have no knowledge. Everything that is said is untrue. But the intention behind that may be to help those who are suffering understand the truth. Read the 30 verses 50 or 60 times, slowly, by, what was that guy's name? Starts with a V. Vasubandhu? Yes. Got that memorized? No. <laughs> Wise guy. 
for your questions. Sir. Sure. Um, is it the three poisons that changes something that shows up into a gate? Say more. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to understand what seems like a distinction from stuff showing up and then stuff being a Dharma gate. And I'm wondering if it's that positionality that turns it into that gate quality. What do you think? What is it you want to know? Because it sounds like you're saying what you want to know. The, the non-duality, Advaita, is so extensive that you can't find any, you can't find another thing. You can't find another person. You just, everything you look at is this. Sometimes it's called, referred to as mirror-like, but that's still relativity. There's still someone looking into a mirror. It's, it's worse than that, and it's better than that. It's liberation for, with something that never was, never has been imprisoned. More. Sometimes you talk about just functioning. Um, if we don't realize what this is, are we already just functioning too? Probably. A lot of people are just functioning. But, but quite often there's some kind of interior story or fantasy or rumination that's going about this and about that. They're still functioning. More. Sort of Does that rumination that's occurring um, obscure the some somewhat? There's still uh, there's still an identity that is tied into that. <clears throat> some some aspect of consciousness is still curling up into a, a cave of demons. Oh, they got nice little demons. Malarapa's demons. Those smiley faces. More? Further questions? Anyone on Zoom? We've got quite a few people there, so I can't see everyone. So I think there's 40 some windows. So speak up. Go ahead. Earlier you said be very intentional with every single situation that shows up. But you said that that might not look like being very focused on every vegetable we're chopping. Yes. What does it look like to be very intentional with everything? Not know what you're doing. See how fast that response comes back? But it sounds like I, I know what I'm doing because I'm responding. I'm responding to you. But I don't. The identity is unreal. Still here, but unreal. So it's to not know what you're actually chopping vegetables to not know what you're doing. If you stay on this path long enough, and if you have enough intention, eventually the things that are so so obvious to you will start to be unrecognizable. If there's no mind training, ego gets freaked out about that and wants medication soon. You're going to medicate that. What if I go nuts? Well, I want you to go nuts if you're a meditator. Crazy wisdom form. It's, it's, that's why it's so hard. It's because that's why you need someone who has uh, confidence or understanding, who is willing, you could say willing, to spend their time pointing at something, pointing at something, and encouraging you to watch your mind, 
Go to the wall, watch the mind, watch it move, watch it come, watch it go, watch it show up, watch it turn blue, watch it turn red, watch it get rough around the edges, watch it smooth out, observe, 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 observe. Don't interfere, don't act, don't push, don't pull, don't shut down. And eventually, use the time word, and the time word is necessary, even though it is an illusion. See what, see what this is yourself. You, you actually awaken to it, as the Buddha did 2,500 years ago. So it can be scary. Things can start to lose their, their name. You don't know what that is. It's not Alzheimer's. Further questions? Robert. Um, when we lose um, the notion of what that is, is that discriminating awareness? It could be called that. There's still some kind of discrimination going on. So you're discriminating between this and that without adding on the right and wrong or the judgment. You might actually see the the, the difference between some between this and that because it's in the relative context of living being but the judgment part of it is gone or at least it is uh it's at a low ebb and we're just seeing this it's uh, it's like uh, in sandokai the equality of sameness and difference we see the sameness and we see that they're different at the same time and if you take that to its ultimate level uh, from from our perspective as a, a biological organisms, life and death, those are not separate, two separate things. But you can say that conceptually, but unless you see it, it'll still might be quite a strong concept for you if you're if you're very uh, uh, if your wiring is very intellectual or conceptual, and you might be able to work with that. But that can be a barrier for you to actually see it because you'll cling to the concept about it rather than realizing that when you go into that. Uh, what that's describing, it's darkness. It's devastation. Go ahead. So is there any words that, that you can have with yourself in that particular area? Words that you can have with yourself? Parcheesi. <clears throat> chess. Chess. Mm, dominoes. So I'm being silly, you're stupid, but I'm just saying that all of those structures are just structures. So there might be something, uh, there could be something for you personally, or you, or it could be something that you can use in that area. But as uh, when I say but, I mean but and. The problem is not the, the concept or the, the idea, it's the clinging to it or it's the fixation on it for life raft kind of thing, some kind of reference point. As long as the reference point is you just notice it and you watch it leave, fine. If it comes back, fine. You're not concerned about the coming and going of anything because that which this is isn't doing anything. That's an illusion coming and going. More? So are, are you, are you um, uh, pointing to that discriminating awareness has an episodic nature to it? That has to develop. Yeah, sure. Don't add, don't subtract. No nourishment for that, and no starvation. Don't manipulate anything. 
there are other teachers, other teachings that do this differently. Fine. They can do whatever they want. They are not, I'm not doing something better or more correct or more accurate. I'm talking to people that are on this frequency. If you're on this frequency, this, this teaching will be very meaningful to you. If you're not, no amount of advertisements are going to get you to come over here. And I don't want you to. I would say stay where you're at. Continue to do whatever you're doing. And if it's you're doing this, then continue to do this, whether I'm here or not. Other questions? Is there a barrier that's a gate? Is there a barrier that's a gate? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, they all are. Walls of the mind, muke geiko, as it says in Heart Sutra. Walls, it looked like walls, but if you look at it, look at the wall, you realize that's actually a gate. That's actually a doorway. What closes the gate? Fear. Fear will close it down, take the hinges off, take the, the handle off, so it just looks like a wall. Might even, might even uh, paint beautiful scenery on it. Not wrong. Just avoidance. This doesn't mean that a, an artist or a painter is avoiding anything. It doesn't mean that a musician or someone is creating a lot of forms. Not necessarily. Maybe some, but not a problem. Just like you don't have to be celibate and go to a mountaintop and only eat before noon and all of the things that were very necessary probably in ancient times and medieval times when there was no smartphones. It's different. It's different. No, it's different. So we can actually do this as a community. It can be done. I know it can be done. Uh, how do I know? Because I've seen them fail. So I know. So it's always about intention. It's never about success. If you try to go and set uh, some kind of a goal uh, that you are fascinated by or fixed on or, work, or you're, so, you're so unclear about the halfway measures, you're so clear about what happens between this uh, intention and that goal, you're right back to rotation and relative truth. I don't want you to do that particularly. I want you to realize what this is. If, and if, you, if you're on the path of realization of intention, you can't help but have a sane community. The sane community does not mean that everyone there is completely without uh, obscurations or afflictions. No, they are aware of them. You may have to just be aware of the afflictions until you realize your true nature. And that may or may not happen. As in, uh, I guess it was, it was a Nagarjuna. Nagarjuna said in a couple thousand years ago, you may realize this and you may not. I thought it was incredibly funny. One of the few comedians in the Buddhist teachings. You see the humor in that? You may realize this, you may not. That's not funny. Well, wise up. <laughs> well, the, what is the joke is you're already awake. There is nothing to accomplish. There is nowhere to go. But you may have to spend a lot of time, called the spiritual path, looking at what this is. Intention. And the intention is tied in, of course, with the community, which is um, be with all things, the bodhisattva yana. Putting, putting others before oneself, very difficult. Most of the time is spent seeing how you can't do that, you don't even want to do that. 
but it's still about intention. Intend to do that. You don't have to succeed. There are no merit badges anyway. Lots of room for questions there, and I'm so anxious to hear what I would have to say about your question. Because otherwise, I don't know what I would say if you don't ask. Okadal Bowling. Let's see. So, so good on. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, earlier, you were talking about along the path, uh, you feel lost and you won't know what this is and that. And you said that it is not uh, Alzheimer's. What is Alzheimer's, Bowling? Oh, yeah, I, I understand. I, I don't know what Alzheimer's is, so I probably uh, overstepped there. More? Yes, please. How is crazy, crazy wisdom different than crazy, crazy? Rowling? Crazy, crazy, crazy is there's uh, uh, somebody, somebody who's crazy. And uh, crazy wisdom is there's just crazy. And it's crazy, but from the point of view of separation or, 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 or an individual who's looking at you and evaluating this and judging that and lives their uh, their um their life as a separated being from everyone else and is working with evaluations and judgments ideas i'm doing good they're doing bad i'm doing this right or i'm doing this wrong oh i can't be better more like him or her or this or that so it's crazy from the uh, from the point of view of uh, from, of relative truth it looks crazy to to ego mind it looks crazy they're like might not make any sense because that which is functioning in that way is functioning as dependent origination, but there's still a person there and the personhood that is there, there's still the karma of that particular person. My, te my teacher, my root guru, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, was uh, functioned in that way as a crazy wisdom teacher. And there's no way uh, I can explain to you what that was like. I saw it firsthand myself and it, uh, it helped me. I still had a decades of practice to do once I began to see what he was pointing at. It took a long time, very long time, decades. So the crazy wisdom idea is uh, my understanding of it is, and he might say this differently, is that it, it's going to look crazy because it's not coming out of individual desire for this or wish for that other than the vow to be with all things or save all beings. But also any of the karma that shows up in your body right now is, is uh, dependently arisen and it comes from beginningless time. It comes from the, the 2000 uh, BC or it comes from uh, the 13th century. Other lifetimes. There are no other lifetimes because there is no one. But the illusion of other lifetimes is just as, as uh, prominent uh, as uh, this lifetime. And that doesn't mean that you're going to, uh, that you've had a past lifetime. No, we're not here to promote belief in past lives. Don't believe in anything. Don't ignore anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Just this, just, just receive whatever's showing up. Receive sounds, smells, tastes, touch, receive it. There isn't anything else but this. And even this is questionable. 
draws it as an illusion. Dr. Obama, you said it's going to look crazy to ego. Would it also feel crazy? Sure. It can feel very crazy. And I would say just just this is what these why these forms are so helpful because they're they're forms. There's a structure, we have a building, it's a zendo, we've given a name. Uh, twenty five hundred years ago somebody understood something and began to talk to others. There's a reference point this is just a chunk of wood with some gold leaf on it but it's a reference point and what is that what does this uh human form re represent uh stability sit down hold still watch the movement of the mind just observe just observe just receive no production the only production i saw that i understood from the teaching is uh sparsha mudra ground touching just what is when he was challenged by the daughters of mara what what proof does he had? Earth, solid, sane, stable earth, because there's a, a manifestation in form of a human form, temporary. Kevin Belling. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, you've often said that Chogyam Trungpa lived out of his karma. What does it mean to live out of one's karma, Bowing? Thank you for the question, Kevin. It's very, very difficult for me to put into words in such a way that everyone is going to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to try because it's a difficult one and <clears throat> because uh, the mind has a is very tempted to take, especially an authority figure like uh, a Vajra master, like the Vidyadara, like Chogyam Trungpa, like the Dorje Dradala Mukpo. I can go on and on with all kinds of titles, but someone who, well, who saw what this is and taught out of, and was trained in a monastery until he was, uh, until he left when he was what, 19 and escaped because of the Chinese communists. So he, I feel, I feel, I think that he did the best that he could with the karma that he had. I don't think he awoke to his true nature until he was uh, probably in the United States for a while. I mean, he had an idea what was going on. He knew that he was a, a tulku. He knew that he was born into that, but he had to go through the whole thing again. Because different form, different being, but same energy, not necessarily the same spirit. Maybe, maybe. And so when I say the, the karma, his karma was to come here, you know, you can go through the story. You can read, uh, uh, what was it, Dragon Thunder, his uh, this, the book by his wife, and get a little bit of an idea from someone else's perspective. It has some interesting things in it. But the actual understanding has to come from you. Not me explaining it, not me uh, even responding to Kevin Kevin's question, which I'm I'm going to try to do. And this is because this uh, because of we're uh, hooked up into our self-centeredness and our belief in a self and our belief in the self of others and this whole structure of me 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 and you 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 and society and right and wrong up and down back and forth take it to court take it to law who's right who's wrong. When someone comes along who sees what this is, they wander into this incredibly chaotic world of, we can just say, what it felt like for a Tibetan Lama who was raised in a monastery to come into the West, come into uh, India back in the 1960s, and come into um, England, into Scotland, and then come to the West. 
and what the incredible craziness that he was running into of all these people with no mind training at all, or at least very little. And so he he endeavored, and near as I can tell, I didn't have an interview with him about this, but near as I can tell, he did the best he could to uh, help people. He certainly helped me a great amount with what little contact I had with him. But you cannot get rid of your left arm. You cannot get rid of that which comes together as a self from all different directions. This may come from here. There's no individual being that is reincarnated. It comes over and over again. The mixture comes together from uh, the sources that are not have some kind of intention of goodness or the intention of evil or the intention of control. Those things come together in such a way that it's choiceless how this comes together. It's actually choiceless how it comes together even when you think you're making choices. That's that's a, a, an astonishing misunderstanding to think that you choose anything. Everything is uh, dependently risen. There are no separations there. And so when, when someone comes along and functions in such a way to teach the Dharma, and to be very literal about it, but yet seems to be abusing some people based on what they say. You cannot separate that out. And if you, the minute, the second, the hour, the day, you start blaming anybody for anything, even if they just killed somebody in front of you, this is a misunderstanding. This is not to validate somebody has a right to kill people because everything is dependently risen, so I just get to go, go around and do what I want. No, don't do anything. Just observe and and liberate yourself from the chains. Liberate yourself, please. You don't have to do this. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be a monk. It may help you. You know. You know what you have to do. But if you don't begin to receive what this is, no matter what it is, receive it no matter what it is, and some aspects of it, well, I'm not going to accept that part, Larry, because because this person, that person, this person has looked at this from another direction. You've not even seen it. You, you weren't there when that person, what, abused somebody? You weren't there when that happened. So you what you got out of Harper's Magazine or out of what somebody who was there, who knew somebody was there, I'm not mocking anyone, and I'm not invalidating your experience of it. But it's very, very complicated. It's so very complicated that the only access to it is through your, your Dharma gate, your personal Dharma gate. Liberate yourself. You don't have to liberate the world. Uh, you, aren't, you aren't separate from the world anyway, but liberate yourself so that any action you do, you may not be a Dharma teacher, but the actions that you continue to do in the world, whatever is left of your life, uh, will not add to, you won't be downloading your own passion, aggression, and ignorance on others so that you'll feel better. So I, I, I can use another uh, more direct question, Kevin, on that situation. Go right to what you're looking for, and I'll be as direct as I can. Kevin Bowing, so is just receiving what arises in the mind stream and life stream, living out our karma, bowing. Yes, and to add on to that, it also means that if you ju you're just receiving everything, you might get up off the cushion or the chair you're on right now and go out and join a movement. You might go, you might go back to college and get a degree that you 
that didn't think you need. You might, uh, it's just so many directions that that can go that if you're on receive, you, you won't make any more choices. Uh, uh, while I do it, you won't do an either or on yourself at all. You, you will just function. And it's an astonishing understanding that ends up with no particular results. There's no result. If there's a result, if you're suddenly enlightened, you're suddenly kind, you're suddenly understanding, you're suddenly, 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 it used to be this way, but now you're this way. You have work to do. And if you listen to that and think that I'm incorrect, then I would give you the benefit of the doubt. I said, probably I am in your case. You should do what you need to do. You, you, you decide what you need to do. But if you ask me about it, I say, don't make any decisions. The decisions will come to you that you need to, you need to go through that door. You need to go through that wall. There's the door right up there. Don't you, why don't you just take the door? No, I need to go through that wall and I'm going there. It's not, it's not a stubbornness. It's just intention, intention with incredible power behind it. Sometimes called bodhicitta, mind of awakening. Kevin, you have any, you want to root around in there some more? There's some, probably some really juicy stuff in there if you want to lay it on me. I'm scared. Uh, Kevin Bowing. So what, what is, what is the difference between the, the choicelessness of living out one's karma and being impelled by mental impulses from beginningless time bowing? Ooh. You really want to know? <laughs> He's going to help me with this. Um, what is it you want to know? That sounds pretty fancy. What What do you want to know fundamentally? I can go back to that if you say that's what I want to know. But I think you can open that up a little more. Well, I'm just thinking of of crazy wisdom and the and behaviors that others might deem okay this is what i really want to know i ever met you you told me uh to sit a lot and be an asshole in my life probably and uh and i wonder what you meant by that bowing so you can actually know that your color the color of your eyes the shape of your body the state of your mind is None of your business. There, no one created anything here. There's no person who's going to be a really good person or a really, uh, really enlightened being. There's no personhood. But sitting a lot actually uh, begins to awaken the bodhisattva. It's deep. Begins to awaken that so that, and then if you go out and just live your life, nope, no uh, meditation and action, baloney. You go out and just live, and you, and then you're the awareness that you are. You could say, to use the relative term, that you are sharpening on the cushion, you're sharpening that so that you're seeing because you're receiving things without adding, subtracting, or dividing. No math. You're you're doing a lot of that. That starts to show up in your everyday life. So when you're when the asshole part of you is starting to show up in your uh, in your life uh, as some kind of something that you might try to stop. Uh, or explain or justify, then you get more, there's more clarity around that. The awareness, the space around those situations have less 
uh, uh, picking and choosing and more discriminating awareness wisdom, to use a fancy term, is that you actually start to see the structure of the situation. So consciousness is uh, finding its own form. It's not being thwarted uh, through passion, aggression, and ignorance. So you're beginning to train your mind without even knowing what it is or what your mind is. So, and that's, I think that's uh, from knowing you over the last, what, 10, 12 years, something like that. I would say that's, uh, that's what's happening. Uh, you may not notice anything. Sometimes we, we practice and practice. We've been practicing for uh, several uh, decades and we, we think we're not improving. And we're not. You don't need to improve. You need to see the truth. And that might be a, a, a going through lots of difficult passages or going right into that cave of demons and dealing with it rather than coming out just outside the cave and explaining everything and explaining reality and why things come and go and how this cause that cause that cause that <clears throat> and uh, explain to people the uh, how how fossil uh, uh, boundaries teachings and how those explain the whole structure of dependent origination and talk about uh, non-duality no self no other no up no down no back no forward you can get you can get that intellectually and it, if someone has a lot of ability in that area it's pretty uh, pretty amazing what people can convince you of but if you do it just with awareness you won't have much to say You'll have production based on someone asking you to teach or asking you a question. Other than that, you won't say much. I'm not saying you won't comment on the weather. Jishin Bowing. Is not knowing what we are doing the same as taking a leap into the darkness? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Thank you. For the question. I'm Jason Vine. Go ahead, Jason. When when you see the ultimate truth, does it is it more difficult to participate in the relative truth? Allowing? No. And when we say see ultimate truth, that's a very relative that's actually uh, not so accurate because you can't actually see ultimate truth. Or as you say, see what this is. See what this is. Yeah, I, I would. I would use that. And and a rel uh, the relative statement is it not separate? Every you, there isn't anything you can see that's other than what's looking at it. And that doesn't really get rid of doesn't get rid of the ego. Doesn't get rid of anything. In, in fact, and in fiction, the ego is even more included. You're more egotistical. So I was just thinking, like, if you're a lawyer and you just, and now you're seeing what this is, and you're just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I know I'm. Um, no, go ahead. I, I know it's a hypothetical, but. It's all right. Go ahead. How, how does, how do you, your ego, or yourself, how do you navigate once you see what it is? I'm ready to answer if you're ready to listen. Yeah, thank you. You don't navigate. You only navigate if there's something else. You only and I'm, I'm not saying you don't plan to uh, plan a lunch or, or have a menu. I'm not saying you don't have 
that you don't actually navigate anymore because you are so, uh, you, you are just in this. It's just, this is you, this is, this is you. Other people's voices are your voices. Other people's fear, hopes and fears are yours. Not yours as an individual, but your, your consciousness is not separate from anyone. It never has been, but now it's, there's no barriers, nothing to protect you, so there's no navigation. You're totally at the mercy of dependent origination. You're ready to die any moment, completely fearless. Isn't it, it doesn't mean fear doesn't come up relatively, because it's a relative thing. But ultimately, there's, there's nothing can be destroyed. I don't mean to get off into some kind of, um, what's that kind of physics that we've been looking at? The fit, our particle physics. Quantum, that's right. That was a Q word. So well, when you say it's traceless, when you say it's traceless, um, is that like being compelled? Like once you in your no, no, it means there, there's no choice. It means that there's no other. So the only way you can have a choice is if you anytime you say to yourself, oh, "Well, a part of me wants this, and a part of me wants that." That's that's uh, those are choices. And that's the, uh, the way the confusion of the mind shows up, thinking there's a right and a wrong or a correct and an incorrect. You know, we don't have that much uh, say so about anything. So, and this is this goes under different words like renunciation or um, those kind of or discipline. And I would even go, I wouldn't go that direction with it. I say it's just this. You don't need any anything else. And, and when I say fearless, I'm not saying fear doesn't arise. Dependently arisen, but there's no separate being who's afraid. So that it's very interesting to watch fear come and go. Looking, it's like fear is looking for somebody. There used to be somebody here that I could that would help me with this and would be afraid or something. It has that kind of a quality to it. The one word that keeps coming up for me is it's quasi. Helpful. No. <laughs> It, it, it's, it's, it is. It's just outlandish that the way this whole structure shows up and, and allows us to go into it intellectually, you know, for thousands and thousands, countless, uh, whatever that measurement, I can't think of the Sanskrit word for that, a long distance. What is that, Kishaw? Kishaw, I mean, kalpa, is it? Kalpa, yeah. Countless kalpas. You can think and think and think and think and figure and calculate and go on. Or you can just uh, receive. We're not here to produce as a, as, a, as a primary. But production needs to happen, but it needs to come out of this uh, incredible awareness that you, you have that you tend to cover up because protecting this body, what if something happens to me? Well, something's going to happen to you, your body. When you said crazy, do you mean quasi? Then quasi? <laughs> No, I meant quasi. <laughs> quasi cat. Then I knew that. You knew that. You were very insightful. Oh, I, sometimes I'm not as aware. So. Um, okay. Okay. Andrea Bowling. Go ahead, Andrea. How do you deal um, with difficult mental states that are more similar to like global climate as opposed to weather, 
You're going to have to clarify, I'm following you a little bit, but what is it you want to know? And let me respond to that rather than get involved in climate and weather differentiation. Kendradine, how do you deal with mental states that are like in the background and they kind of affect everything else and they last a long time as opposed to being kind of short? Bowing. So it's... Uh... There's something in there that is calculating the length of time and adding on to the negativity by, you could say, complaining about the length of time or, or taking note of how long this has been rather than just, just there. So uh, as best you can, get to the wall, take everything to the wall. I mean, you don't have to take it there to think about it, but take the whole body-mind complex that is a human being, your particular human form, with your consciousness and everything, sit down, hold still, and train yourself to receive the world through all of the sense fields, including the mind. You do not produce thoughts, just like the ears do not produce sounds, the eyes don't produce sights, uh, the mind does not produce thoughts. Think about it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, David Bowen, can I ask a question? Certainly. Um, yeah, can you explain, you said this a couple of times, I just, what, uh, the ego thing, you don't have to get rid of ego, I mean, I, I know you don't have to get rid of it, but what do you mean by that? What do you mean by egotistical? I don't quite understand that. So egotistical means that an aspect of consciousness has drawn back away, to be literal, drawn back away from the apparent otherness of walls, chimneys, houses, trees, beings, cats, dogs, other, back into uh, the or this organism that is a human being and shrunk up into a ball of paranoia. And that paranoia will not be noticed as paranoia by that being because the very nature of paranoia is to cover everything up. So they have a temporary maintained peacefulness. And, and this is... Uh, this is may not be noticed by that person, but is uh, can be very obvious to even people without mind training, but with strong born with strong sensitivity can see that other people are just full of themselves, and they maintain that. So they won't they won't even know they're afraid because they they've curled up into a a bunch of concepts, ideas, opinions, judgments, evaluations, and conclusions. So uh, not that they don't step outside of that a little bit, but they're very cautious. To do that. So that's what I mean by egotistical. But the, when I say, to go a little further, what I mean by you don't have to get rid of that, um, you, I mean, you might be able to, but there's no need to. If you just see that that's unreal, then it tends to come apart. It might come together in certain situations because of dependent origination, but since your, you, your, your so-called identity is no longer located in an, an individual or in a, a conglomeration of stuff, we call the seventh consciousness. Your your consciousness is doesn't does not have a position in time, has no locality, and you are not limited to anything. Therefore, you're not even concerned whether your body keeps going or not. But you don't take your eyes off from it. You're not even concerned if this caused that caused that. Uh, you don't inter interfere with something. This doesn't mean that if you see somebody hitting someone else, you don't go up and grab them by the ears and pull them away from that person. You still function even more so. As a, as, a, as a relative being because your clarity uh, is, uh, does not have limits to it anymore. If it has limits, 
then you're right back to ego, me and mine, and who's winning and who's ahead. So, but if you see it's unreal, you're liberated. And it's not a state of mind. A state of mind is a state of mind, but it's not a state of mind. It is mind, which belongs to no one. Are you, but are you saying that even you are egotistical? Of course. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. Thank well, you. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, me. That's all. I can see it. That's why I was wondering. Uh, yeah. But no, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, I sort of. I am. My point is. No, you're not. That's not. I, 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 that's helpful. I get it. Thank yeah. you. Well, it's helpful to me for you to ask that question because other people might want to ask the same kind of question and are not ready to do that. And you are. So thank you for the question. I appreciate oh, it. Very thanks much. for the answer. Appreciate it. Thanks. Any other questions? Don't let, don't let me get away with this. You've got something. You better bring it this way. Jishin, good. How the forms which are coming out of the division of consciousness different from the production of ego? Darling. Forms that are coming out of consciousness are just dependently risen. Those are just coming and going, leaves falling and uh, weeds growing and... Um, just things are coming and going, coming, coming and going. And if it's, uh, if the ego driven, then it's, then there's a passion aggression. Then there's some kind of aggression behind it. There's some kind of self-centeredness that wants its way. And whereas just the coming and going doesn't, there's no picking and choosing going on there other than the one that looks like picking and choosing, which is just uh, uh, a functioning of relative truth. Uh, this caused that caused that caused that water, sunlight, plants, dirt, Dead mice, fertilizer. Thank you. Is you mentioned that sliding land, which we cannot stop, is that yes. sliding land caused by dependent origination or the production of ego? Yeah. yeah. So down through the centuries, the 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 what is happening uh, uh, as uh, uh, as he was uh, talking about in. Uh, 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 in Iran, Th that's been going on for centuries. The the craziness that's going on in our country right now, you can, you can trace this back to the craziness that's been coming and going, uh, you know, in, in the United States with the Constitution and people trying to get power. And here we are again, people trying to get power, and they may get it. So you just observe that. Observe the same landslide as in your mind. The stuff that brought you into this world uh, didn't start just uh, however, you know, however, on your birthday. So is it is it ego or dependent origination? They're not separate. They're not separate. Ego is dependently arisen. Dependently arisen is a way of talking about something where nothing happens. There's no occurrence there. If there's an occurrence, then we've got other occurrences. Then we've got an occurrencer and someone watching the occurrence, someone causing the occurrence. And it's just a, we're right back into right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, life and death, correct and incorrect, relative truth. That's why the, the, the ultimate path, the path that the Buddha pointed at and other uh, teachers down through the centuries, the, the bloodline, the lineage of teachers, true teachers, teachers that teach out of what they're looking at rather than what they've been taught. There might be some of that happening there. They need to be taught something to even get so that they'll actually look at it. But they're seeing that. 
Is everybody looking at their watch now? Junchu no. Valley. Yes, Junchu. There's a question from Spool String. I've been waiting for a question from Spool String. Go ahead, Spool String. He says, I broke my foot some weeks back. Sitting was not optional. What returns? Why do patterns of thought return always the same? So, you know, we, we could respond to that. Many people <clears throat> with <clears throat> much more um, brain power than I have could respond to that in a way that would be relative to your question, why they come back, why and why, why this, because of that, because of that. But I would say you might be better off to look at the what question. What is that? Why is circular? Anytime you say why, you're going to get a because. Well, it's because of this, because of that, because of this. If you go just three levels down, you still have somebody you can put in jail for it because they're a criminal. But if you go way back, you can't find the original source cause for anything. So if you take whatever shows up uh, th that you're seeing as contrast, just say, what is that? And then wait is a relative way of saying it. Just what is that? And then for everyone to do this in some way uh, might, uh, might take a while. It will take a while. Say, what, what is this? What is this wall in front of me? What are these hands that I just am so used to that I never get my, my hands confused with somebody else? But you may look at that hand one of these days and not know what it is. And without mind training, that can be scary to not know what you're looking at, have no name, have no, not even know whose hand it is. That situation won't last. Or if it does, you won't care. Or if it does, you will care. And without mind training, you're likely to go to uh, relative authorities, just like Susan Segal did, who wrote uh, Collision with the Infinite. Instead of going to a, a meditator, somebody who's been working with consciousness and with, with the mind their whole life, um, they go to a doctor and then they try to medicate her instead of help her, help, help her fundamentally. She's passed away now, but that was an interesting book that she wrote. Take one more question, then we'll uh, go elsewhere, if there is one. Anyone here in the Zendo? About 400 people in here, no one has a question. Oh, all right, go ahead. Milka <laughs> Bowing, in a sane community, uh, in, or like this that we're intending to be yes. more sane, what what happens to the barriers that show up? Um, they may come, they may uh, fall away, and they may stay there. But what happens if the community is sane? It doesn't mean everybody is sane. It means they're aware of their craziness, and they're not dumping that on others. So they're responsible for their feelings, emotions, and also not blaming themselves. They're just willing to have a willingness to feel, to observe what this is, without going because of Nishikai that I feel like this. How does that feel? Not good. <laughs> so, so the sanity doesn't mean that suddenly we're all sane. It just means we're in a, what I would refer to as a circle or a mandala or a structure where this is what we intend to do here. As long as I'm here, which may be a while, may, may not be a while, I intend to support that, each person looking into your mind stream and find out who you are. So there's no doubt it will not be a conclusion. It'll be more, if it's like anything, it'll be more like just something you stop covering up. And that can be frightening if there's still 
little bits of uh, me, me, me happening around. So train your mind more. Uh, it might seem more crazy here because you're, everyone here is it's community, it's Sangha. I've been in other Sanghas. This is a very small Sangha, but even this Sangha has some confusion going on. But we might have a little bit more protection than other kinds of Sanghas that are spread all over the place um, that don't have a strong core of monks. Is it going to work better? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to work. It's always about the intention. If you think it's about the results, wrong. You should ask questions about that if you have them. There are no results. Of course there are results, but ultimately there are no results. Death comes without warning. Don't get ready. Don't maintain. Don't maintain anything. You can do it. Okay? Hi, this is Chiezan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.